everyone, welcome back to the Woman on the Box podcast. My name is Teresa Odeje and I am your host. Firstly, how's everyone doing? I hope you're all keeping safe and well during this pandemic. Um, please do stay safe and be hopeful. So, on today's episode, I would like to enlighten you on what it is like to live in Nigeria. Yep, that is where I live. I live in the capital city, Abuja, Nigeria. This topic isn't new. I actually wrote about my experience on my newsletter, um, also called The Woman on the Box podcast. You can find it on Substack. Um, There's a lot of interesting blog posts on there. And um, today I just thought I should come on here and record something quite light, lighter than my usual topic. And um, it's also because I've been doing a lot of observations recently during this pandemic. Um, There's just a few things that you notice and I thought, actually, let me come on my podcast and express those frustrations um, that are still happening even if I have been living in Nigeria for 10 years now these things still do very much exist and um, so I think it's absolutely an appropriate topic let's dive in shall we awesome so living in Nigeria guys um, can be bittersweet can is bittersweet i think that's the appropriate word to live in nigeria is bittersweet and just like anywhere in the world it has its pros and cons although the grind under this african sun is quite different and when i say different what i mean is it is really really hard there are a lot of people a lot of well able-bodied young men and women that have actually left the country and i do not blame them the heat is quite strong i I don't blame them for for leaving um leaving nigeria to to go somewhere else that um is less stressful or not as hot so when i moved back to nigeria um to be honest i was very excited I, I, I actually did feel like it was an adventure. I had been away for college, for uni, and also for some work. And then coming home, coming back home, really felt good. However, in hindsight, I think my excitement emanated from just being a hopeful 20-something-year-old. So let me fill you in. In Nigeria, generally, you can't avoid conflict. And I'm not saying that Nigerians are idle and um, they're just looking for trouble, trying to upset you. But to be honest, things down here are rough and difficult. And Nigerians just don't have the patience. If you move really slow, you will get told. You would honestly get told. So it is crucial that you are a fast learner and you are rough around the edges. You see, when I returned to the motherland, years back i had this well i like to think that i had this authentic british accent um that's me attempting to use it now did you hear that um so i had this authentic british accent which people um thought 
that um, whenever I used it when they had me speak they thought I was something called a swag bear so a swag bear is basically someone that is a slow coach um, so someone that's not really straight smart thing is I actually don't blame them for that false narrative I mean who uses a British accent to get into a taxi imagine waving a taxi taxi stops for you and you've got this accent to a local Niger and you've got excuse me um, are you going to we'll say to and the guy's looking at you if he struggles to understand you you say how much is that oh 2000 naira okay awesome thank you by the way that's just a weak british accent i'm trying to attempt right now i'm 100% nigerian have got that 100% nigerian accent um at the moment um so what i advise is please take that accent and put it in locker at the airport and adopt a Nigerian accent. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you just have to do it. Um, it's very, it's very essential. So over here, if you think that being rich, famous, educated can get you access to anything and everything, you might be wrong. I'll tell you why. There's something Nigerians always say, and it's in Pidgin. Nigerians no fear face. Basically. What that means is nothing impresses them. They're not intimidated by anyone, your education or your money. Yes, some people might suck up to you, but they really are not afraid of you. They're not intimidated by you. I know someone might disagree with that. Honestly, Nigerians really don't care. Everyone is just focused on their own personal hustle. There's something they always say, Nigerians will change it for you. Um, change it for you basically just means that like one moment you probably think that, you know, someone is on your side, someone's on your team, or someone is a, like I'm going to use pigeon, someone is a dodo yo mumu on your side. So someone is stupid and just is sucking up to you. No, they will literally switch and change it for you that's what they do um we do in nigeria appreciate so don't get me wrong like i said we do appreciate people that are successful and all we do appreciate everyone but um the focus really isn't on you we'll give you 10 seconds and that's good or less we give you five seconds to appreciate all all the all, all, all your success and everything you've achieved but it's time to move on because everyone's really really thinking about their own life their own families their own hustle we're just out here hustling and bustling and trying to win the day so we really haven't got extra time to make anyone feel special it's yeah it is that tough um a taxi driver for example doesn't even care to give way to a G-Wagon, even if that vehicle is speeding so fast. He doesn't care that you're driving a sweet ride. To be honest, no one in Nigeria has time for you and your expensive car. So another thing I noticed living in Nigeria is that gossip spreads faster than wildfire and it can do terrible damage. So you have to be careful you have to take care of your reputation. You have to ensure that you are not a gossip. You have to ensure that you are 
honest thing is that you probably would disagree but in smaller circles you find out that gossiping or you know tarnishing someone's image never really helps you so it's very important that you keep your circles tight you're loyal and um because people will start talking about your lifestyle so quickly you think nigeria is a big country it is a big country actually but it's a small community it seems like a lot of people knows a lot of people for example I'm pretty sure if I wanted to meet Chimamanda Adichie, I can call someone who knows someone who knows someone and voila, we're in touch. Um, hello, Chimamanda, by the way. So this is why you can't really have a private life and also why you must ensure that you do have a private life. For example, if I start dating a new man, before you say Jack Robinson, you would learn about his 10 million ex-girlfriends and maybe find out about his current net worth or um, his baby mama, his ex-girl. You just find details that you're not interested in. And to be honest, these rumors or whatever information you receive may not be necessarily true. Uh, Most of the time, they are hardly true. But the issue here is the damage would have already been done. You know, Nigerians would just offer you gossip for free. So a stressful but important part of living slash surviving in this amazing, stunning country of mine is you must ensure you have the right connections. Basically, you just need to be a strategic relationship. I have to be honest with you down here that is all people are doing most people's friendship are not that real it's just strategy you need to know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy um if you don't know a guy that knows a guy you need to know that guy because you must that is the only way you can survive in this country for example ensure you have connections in the following sectors tax always know someone that works in a public sector the cbn the NCC, FIRS, um, just know someone that works in a public sector. Police, the police over here is truly, truly your friend. Ensure you've got um, someone's number, a police officer's number saved on your phone. It's very important. Know someone in the Army, in the Navy, Air Force, the Judiciary, Aviation, Immigration, Health Sector, Hospitality, and so on. You need to be geared up, period. And if you're not, please develop friendships with people that have access to all those people in the sector. So you need something and information about something. For example, I don't practice as a lawyer, but I'm a lawyer. And as a lawyer, you have to have all the information, most of the information. In fact, I put pressure on you. You have to have all the information. For example, in my line of work, I need an information about something. I always end up calling someone that knows someone or just someone that knows, has that information. I always, I I find myself in that situation all the time. I may not have direct connection to someone, but I have those indirect connection and that would suffice. So something I didn't quite understand in my earlier days of arriving in Nigeria was the emphasis on money. Oof. 
Nigerians are so money conscious. Thing is, it is very important to have your own money because over here, money is just oxygen. If you don't have it, then you'll probably just die. And I'm being real. So, some people work for money. Some people work harder for money. Some people just take up the girlfriend status. Some people take up um, the mistress status. Some people do stuff that are immoral. And um, some people just let other people work for it and indirectly benefit from it. So positively, the reason why Nigerians are money conscious is because a day cannot pass without you having to spend money. The problem is our economy, how it's structured. So this is how it's structured. Let me enlighten you. It's structured in such a way that you are your own support system. For example, if the power goes off, you buy diesel, you buy candle, you buy kerosene for your lanterns, you buy basically, you need a backup. I know, yes, um, 2020 power is still going up. I'm still trying to understand that why, uh, so I'm going to insert this here. I'm still trying to understand why Nigeria is still unable to provide 24 hours power supply. Somebody help me answer that question. Um, I've had arguments about it. I hear we supply other countries with, um, with 24 hours power supply, but we can't sustain ourselves. Um, tragic, very tragic. Um, so basically, Nigeria is a country for the brave. No one is going to mother you through life here. You have to be quick and strategic. And um, as I always tell people, this is what real life actually looks like. So if you have a nice picture of you floating on pink clouds, sipping on coconut juice, I have to break it to break the news to you that you're just leaving a toddler's dream because in Nigeria there is no such thing as pink clouds. It's grey half of the time and it's hot. So um living in Nigeria can also take a toll on you. That is the part that um gets to me the most. Like I said, you would definitely get into conflict you can't avoid it you go to the store and someone just doesn't pack properly or someone's just been a douchebag and and intentionally wants to disrespect you that day so i'll take that back and intentionally want to disrespect themselves that day so they act in a stupid manner and just like pack stupidly in front of you or not like you're expecting it People just don't open doors for people, hold the door for people. People walk in and people move on and and you find it rude. And um, they, you would say, oh, this, that, that, that's not a big deal. These are no issues. Um, it's not, to be honest, it isn't. But these are certain things that um, we should be, we should do, but we, we actually don't do. Other things is that friendships in Nigeria are, most friendship in Nigeria are not genuine. You have to be careful with um, the type of friends you build over here. It's very important that you have solid um, friendships. Um, maybe it's best you just maintain friendships that you've had in the past, a long time ago. Hopefully, hopefully I say, those friends haven't changed. 
I've been in this country for 10 years. Made the tent, made a tent max my 10th year living in Nigeria. I decided to move on the 10th of May in 2010 and war in 2020. And um, I am glad that it hasn't changed me um, drastically in a negative way. Although it hasn't changed me drastically in also a positive way, um, there's a balance. And when I say what that statement basically means is you can lose yourself. You can lose your identity, your moral compass. I ensure that I am respectful. I do the right thing as best as I can. And um, I have made mistakes in certain areas of my life, just like everybody else, but not drastic mistakes. Um, just the regular, maybe I should have been a better friend, for example, but I'm doing better. I'm well aware of it. But to be honest, don't expect that from people that live down here. Everyone is very, very focused on their life and their career. And um, they will push you if you're in their way. They will literally push you if you're in their way. And I know it may sound that like any other country in the world, but Nigeria isn't like any other country in the world. If you've been living abroad, for example, you've been living in the UK, you've been living, let's say the UK, and um, you don't know what it's like to live in Nigeria, it's going to be very difficult for you to transition and adapt to Nigeria. This is the real life, unfortunately. What most people are living is pure fantasy. Your your country works for you, or you work for your country, if that makes any sense, because you're paying taxes. And your country is working for you too at the same time. You pay your tax, you get your electricity, you get your roads done, you get that security. You just get basic, amenities sorted. You pay your tax in Nigeria, you don't get your electricity, you don't get your security, you don't get basic amenities. I lived in an area, for example, for about two years and um, before I lived in that area or district, I knew someone that lived there and the roads were really terrible. They just weren't any road network, it was so bad. And I knew that place for three years before I lived there for two years. For five years, the roads were really bad. I recently went there. The roads are done, but they're not done. Let's be honest. So it's things like this that you're wondering, does it take 10 years, 15, 20 years to build a road, to create road network? The answer by evidence is absolutely. Um, other things are getting jobs, getting jobs in Nigeria. Honestly, you must know someone. If you haven't got the job that you want, it's because you don't know someone that knows someone. And even NGO jobs, you know. I think I have applied for several NGO jobs for years. And I would like to say that I'm qualified for those positions. Yes. But um, I think I've had a few interviews, but I've never got the jobs. What I'm trying to say is that you know the difference. You like Nigeria. You, you love Nigeria because... It's home. There's nothing so raw that you can't avoid it, that you love it. You even love the hustle. Um, you get used to it. That's the thing. But you also see the difference in terms of 
easy access to you don't need to hurriedly charge your phone because you hate the sound of gen noise oh god if, if they can get rid of something it would be generators but yeah this is the life some of us chose for now we want to leave our home so we can contribute to our economy um we want to be brave so we stay back home because moving and living in another country is easy we are here I've decided to be here for the time being and um, continue to work hard for our country, country that we believe in. And that's it, everyone. Thank you for listening um, to today's episode. Please, please do keep safe. COVID-19 is real. Do not forget yourself. Wear your mask, wear gloves, ensure that you are socially distant and... Um, be hopeful this pandemic will soon be over and that's it thank you so much for listening bye for now